for us, chapter 5, the texts. Kurt, it's John White. I wish things could be different for us. Kurt curled under the covers of his bed, the light of his screen lighting up the soft space. His heart felt so big in his chest he had to remind himself to breathe. A thousand things he could say back that he'd imagined himself saying to John over the years crowded his brain, but for once he couldn't get them out into words. After starting and deleting a dozen messages, he turned off his phone to try to sleep. John John checked his phone the next morning as their cat, Misty, wove through his legs, meowing for food. The message looked lonely on the screen, and he thought of something more he wanted to say. I listened to your song, Unrequited, new, yes? It wasn't on your EP last year. Carrie was already gone to work, but he had left coffee in the pot for him. John blended his morning bulletproof with turmeric and coconut milk. While the drink whirred, he remembered the feel of Kurt's breath on his cheek as he told him a secret, lying on the floor under a blanket fort they had built. He opened the one-sided message thread and wrote, It gave me all the feels. I wish I was the person I am today that summer with you. Kurt Kurt was at the worksite with Douglas when the distinctive text chime rang in his pocket, telling him it was white. Twice. His heart skipped a beat, and he glanced at his phone. Mudding the next seam at record speed, he composed his text back in his mind. "'Can we use the washroom down here?' he asked Douglas. Douglas waved his mudding tool at the doorway, and Kurt excused himself. He leaned against the bathroom door, fingers flying. "'Been writing unrequited for years, just never brave enough to perform it live,' blushing smiley. "'Glad it gave you all the feels. Me too, obviously,' crying smiley. Why do you wish you were the person you are today? John John studied through lunch and spent the afternoon buried in the library before his shift. Possibly he fell asleep on his psych textbook. He didn't have time to check his phone until he was waiting in the drive-thru for a wrap and smoothie. Seeing Kurt's name and the emojis made his face heat. He wrote me back, he said softly. He was alone so frequently that he'd never broken the habit of talking to himself. On good days it felt like someone was listening, as if he was never really alone. He meant to spend his break catching up on work emails. Instead, he sat on a park bench and stared into space, trying to answer Kurt's question. I guess two things. I wish I was the person I am today, and you were the person you are today, and we had that summer back. It's stupid because we were just like 16 and how could we know what we know now? He swallowed, shutting his eyes, then texting the rest. I had nothing to lose then and I wish that was still true. He stared at that in black and white on the screen and then added, What's your favorite song that you wrote? Kurt. Loud and proud gets the most radio play. Laughing with tears emoji, rainbow emoji, sparkle heart emoji. But Broken Heart is my fave, a single I released a year and a half ago. John. A link arrived shortly after this text and John clicked it, sliding his headphones on to listen. Kurt's smoky voice told a story of bending to please until he broke and the chorus made John cover his eyes and hold his breath until the hurt was done. Broken heart emoji, crying emoji, was that about your dad? 
Then hastily followed up with, Sorry if that's too personal, you don't have to answer that. Kurt. Kurt composed his answer, tucked in the corner of his bed, his back safe against the wall while the sports game played quietly beside him. Yeah, it's about my dad, but what I didn't get when I wrote it was my boyfriend was the exact same. I'm so stupid when it comes to men, I keep picking the wrong ones. Nothing's too personal for you to ask, White. Red heart emoji. John. He focused on his breathing as he flowed through the movements, morning light peeking in through his living room windows. It felt like he could hear Kurt's voice in his ear, reading the text out loud. The last message was a hot weight in his stomach, and he breathed to contain that fire, bank it up, and hold it. When he wiped the sweat off his face, he knew what he wanted to say back. It hurts me that you got hurt. I was afraid that song was about me hurting you. Kurt. God, no, totally not, White. You are my purest memory of gay love. Red heart, rainbow emoji. Even though we were so closeted, lol. Do you think you'll ever date? John. It took John 12 hours to compose a response. Finally, he sent a song by the Bahamas, way with words. I don't want to leave you hanging, but I don't have an answer. This song made me happy this morning, and I thought of you. Kurt. Kurt's mouth lifted, and he turned his grin on Douglas, who was hulking across the Tim Hortons table from him where they were grabbing lunch. Listen to this song. He hit play. Douglas nodded along. The Bahamas. John listens to that band. I know, Kurt said. Just a sec, I need to message him back. John. A song arrived from Kurt in response about hope, and then hours later, Today is 131 days sober. I'm not counting the night we met at the show. Douglas probably told you what an asshole I made of myself, even though he was very chill about it. I love Nicky as a musician, but all the hours of practice with him were super stressful. Plus, I thought you left because you hated me. I feel like things are taking a turn for better in my life. Blushing smile emoji. John replied, Glad. Gold heart. My day was shit. Some humans just shouldn't breed. OMFG. Kurt. Are you okay? What happened? John. I can't tell you the shit I saw today. The triple X story in a child's mouth. The calls I had to make to the police now that she's safe with us. I'm going to kick the shit out of our punching bag tonight. Sorry for dumping on you. Kurt. I asked. Red heart. You're that child's hero today, though, and that matters. John. Never feels like enough. Kurt. Why do you do it? John. John flowed from warrior to warrior pose, breathing out fire while the humidifier sighed next to him and sweat ran off his body in little rivers, taking all the toxic shit from this day with it. As he moved, he felt the answer thrumming just under his calm, focused headspace, hard one, after working out until his muscles shook with exhaustion. You're right, it matters. I do it because I had everything those kids should have had. 
I was always loved and safe in my house, and there's a responsibility that comes with that to go to give back all the good I've been given. It's a good hurt. At least I tell myself that. Easier to say after a long Bikram yoga sesh. Angel smiley face. Kurt. Kurt looked up blankly from his phone screen. Bikram yoga sesh? He put it into a search box and fell down a deep rabbit hole, watching videos online of men demonstrating yoga poses and imagining they were John White. He had to take a long shower afterwards. He typed, I love you, and deleted, retyped, I love that about you, White. He held the phone against his chest, swallowing on the rest he wanted to say. Can I meet you somewhere? Can we talk in person? Can we just be friends? This tenuous thread of words felt like it was holding him up right now. Don't fuck this up, he whispered to himself. He flicked tears out of his eyes quick and reached for something more that he could say to keep John talking to him. Makes me think of Lover's Prayer. Were you there to hear it? I closed the show with it. John. John googled the song, scrolling and scrolling through the results. Nothing. He sighed, admitting... I missed that one. Sorry, I can't find it online. Kurt. I'll sing it for you. John. John froze, staring at that message. What? He looked at the darkened window of his bedroom like Kurt might appear on the street below to serenade him. Minutes later, a voice file appeared. John plugged in his headphones and buried himself under his covers. Kurt's voice was unaccompanied clear and raw, singing a prayer to a lover for peace and a life full of good, ordinary things, sweet with sadness and longing. John couldn't help picturing the other man singing this into his phone just moments ago, his chest expanding for every breath. He had to take a long shower before his body was ready to go to sleep. So beautiful. Red heart. Crying face. Did you write that for someone? His throat was tight with the words he left unsaid. I wish you would sing that for me. Kurt. Haven't met that person yet. The gay club scene is trash. Vomit emoji. And since I sobered up, I stay out of bars. The smell makes me want to drink to forget I'm there and I hate going out alone. I keep hoping some haughty sweetheart is going to walk into my AA meeting, laughing with tears emoji. My only consolation is the straight dudes there are thinking the same thing, lol. Do you do meetings? John. LOL. I don't do meetings now. I did a ton of work with a counselor during high school, and I feel like I'm in a healthy place. Yoga is my therapy. Gold heart. Someday your gay, haughty sweetheart will come. I know it. Sparkle heart. Kurt. Stop it, Kurt said to the screen, his face warm. Stop being so damn cute, John White. He got up and walked around his tiny apartment, feeling restless and lonely. Another text came in, the ordinary chime, and he hesitated before opening it. There were way more people in his contacts list that he didn't want to hear from than not. It was Douglas. Fire tonight, want to come over? Kurt sucked in his breath, his fingers flying. Yes, will White be there? Douglas. OBV, yes. Shit, shit, shit. Kurt threw open his closet. What do I wear? Clothes, Douglas said. Pants, shirt, shoes. Kurt snorted, rolling his eyes. 
Thanks so much for that. Nothing fancy, Douglas added. Kurt let out his breath. This was not a big deal. He'd picked up dozens of guys. He could fucking dress for the occasion. It took an hour to look suitably not fancy. For us, Chapter 6, The Fire. John. John was buried in a research paper when the sound of Carrie laughing and flames crackling intruded on his awareness. He checked out the window, expecting to see Carrie and his girlfriend in the backyard. Kurt Visser was pulled up to the fire pit, his hands moving expressively as he talked. Carrie laughed again. On impulse, John threw on a sweater and went out to their tiny, sheltered backyard, which Carrie had paved with concrete slabs. Carrie glanced up first. Hey, John. Kurt looked around quick, his eyes lighting up. John's words felt tight. What are you doing here? Kurt's smile wavered and he lifted his hands a little like he needed to smooth John down. Having a fire? His eyes tightened as he checked John's face. Is it okay that I'm here? Yeah, sure. You don't need permission, John said quickly. Pull up a chair, John, Carrie said dryly. John shifted his weight from foot to foot, wanting to join but needing to write one more paragraph tonight before his shift. It felt like the words that came so easily over text with Kurt were stuck in his chest and it was hard to breathe. He settled on the edge of a chair, holding cold fingers to the fire and trying not to look at the long legs and faded jeans folded beside him. After a moment, the conversation resumed, an in-depth analysis of the latest hockey season and some of the team's chances in playoffs. Who do you like for the top two, White? Kurt's hand was on the periphery of his vision, open towards him, like he would draw him closer. Was it just him, or did the silence go on awkwardly long while he tried to make the words go from his brain to his mouth? I don't really follow sports. He made his mouth smile, glancing at Kurt briefly. There was a familiar knot in his stomach, like as usual, he wasn't adequately masculine. Oh, God, sorry for boring you. Kurt waved the conversation away. Nothing worse than a couple rednecks getting going about hockey. Speak for yourself, Carrie said, flashing his teeth in a grin across the fire. I will, Kurt said comfortably. I come from a long and distinguished line of rednecks. He looked the part tonight, from his worn black tee to his Levi's and battered cowboy boots. The only thing spoiling the look was the slogan on his shirt in grungy lettering. Sounds gay. I'm in. What's your night look like, White? Kurt asked. John puffed out a breath. Just finishing a paper going to work. Same, same. I'm off tomorrow and I'd like to not have homework. I need a day to, like, recover. He rubbed his thumb into his eye. There's a Raleigh concert at Hyde Park, Kurt said, and John realized a second too late what was coming next. Do you want to go with me? Why had he told Kurt he was off? Of course he took that as an invitation. It sounded like he was fishing for Kurt to ask him out. Across the fire, Carrie raised his dark eyebrows, making a little smile, like, go. John narrowed his eyes back at him, nodding his fingers together until his knuckles were white. No. He tried to soften it by offering Kurt a smile. Thanks. Kurt had his arms crossed loosely over his front. He didn't look hurt, just curious. Is it me or the band? I mean, they're a little hit and miss. I just can't. 
He tried to make the words fall lightly, unwilling to hurt Kurt again, but unable to say less than the truth. He let out his breath and got to his feet. I need to get back to work. Nice to see you. As he left, he felt Kurt's presence dragging against his limbs like water. Kurt. Kurt stared into the flames, trying to interpret John's expression as he left. It's not you, Carrie said gruffly. He likes you. Kurt looked up at him quickly. You think he does? Carrie made a wry noise. Uh, yeah. But he won't go to a public place with you alone. He barely goes out with me. Kurt tightened his arms against his aching chest. Well, you're a ray of hope and sunshine, he muttered. You're a creative guy, Carrie said, so you can't go out. I'm sure you can find a way around that. This slowly sunk in. Are you trying to set me up with your best friend? Carrie rolled his eyes. Why do you think I asked you over? He paused, his eyebrows lowering. Unless you're not interested, then stop messing with him. He's happier than he's been in months. I'm not messing with him, Kurt said. He's messing with me. He ran his hands through his hair, clasping them behind his head. Every text John sent him made his heart feel like it was stretching open, aching for more, for John's voice, for his face, to just sit together in the same room. Every time he saw John in person, he felt the walls slam up and shove him away. I'm not going back in that fucking closet. I don't fit. The freedom he had now to be a gay man in public had been hard won, and the fight had been costly. He almost liked who he was now. Carrie sighed. No one's asking you to go back in the closet, Visser. He likes you just the way you are. He just can't live the life you're living. You can't ask him to. He slid Carrie a look across the fire. He would have said white was the high point of the life he was living right now, and he found himself already working through the problem, imagining ways he could make it work for them, if John wanted that. John he didn't have time for his personal phone until his break in the middle of the night. There was a series of texts from Kurt, and John's eyes smarted, guessing this was the end. Kurt wasn't exactly the kind of guy to hang around after being turned down again and again. He was the kind of guy who could pick up someone else the next day, someone who actually wanted to be seen with him. He locked himself in the bathroom to read them, already feeling his chest crumpling. Kurt I'm sorry for asking you out. Is it weird to say that? TBH, when I see you, I just want to throw my heart at you. I need to remember where you're at and respect that. John's own heart was in his throat as he scrolled up. Kurt, is there a chance if you could keep your job safe you would date? Or do you not want a relationship with a man at all romantically? I'll be okay either way. I just don't want to mess with you. Your friendship matters to me, even if it's just over text. A noise squeezed out of John's body, and he buried his eyes in the corner of his elbow. He was so strung out and sleep-deprived, he couldn't have even said why he was crying. He didn't even try to put coherent words together for an answer. Even so, he felt lighter and more hopeful than he had all week when he washed his face and went out. Just before he rolled into bed with the birds warming up and sunrise pinking the sky in his window, John sent, It meant so much to me to hear that. TBH, I would have loved an evening with you. Broken heart emoji. 
Your friendship matters to me too. Red Heart. Kurt. The text alert reached him even in his sleep, and Kurt rolled over, fumbling his phone off the floor. He blinked blearily at John's response and then sat straight up in bed, rereading it to make sure he wasn't imagining things. I would have loved an evening with you. He threw his arms in the air and fell back on his pillow laughing, feeling like the morning sky had cracked open and angels were singing. He scrambled out of bed to shower and jump into his clothes, threw his guitar into his car and texted from the driver's seat. I'm working on a new song. Want to help? I need a second voice. John. Sure, question mark? Kurt. It took John hours to respond, and Kurt cursed his night shifts. John was probably sleeping now. He spent the day getting in and out of his car, checking his phone, and killing time shopping. His paycheck was almost gone when John's sure question mark arrived in his phone. Kurt slung the boutique bag into his trunk and threw himself into the driver's seat to answer, his thumbs flying over the screen. Can I come over? I'll wear my best disguise. John. John's eyebrows shot up and he glanced around the shambles of his living room. Tonight? He immediately wanted to take that back. Of course tonight. Kurt knew he was off. Why was he so awkward? Okay, we'll make our own concert. Blushing smile emoji. His own face blushed furiously, almost not believing that he'd put those flirtatious words into the world. Give me a couple hours to clean the house. Please park in the back. Kurt. He was already parked, a block away from John's house, watching his phone when this response came in. He groaned and laughed. God damn it, John, I don't care if your house is clean. He restarted his car to drive around the block a thousand times until he could park in the back.